Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. Uh, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is uh, America. Welcome to the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant, and I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us today as we build a bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on uh, Red State, Red State Talk Radio, which is the largest talk platform in the nation, around uh, the country, and uh, throughout the globe. Glad to be here with you again. I am C.L. Bryant, and um, hey, it's a great day in the USA. I don't care what anyone is trying to tell you. We shall uh, overcome. We got to do it. Got to do it. And... (laughs) I got to tell you something, folks. You, all of you know that I'm going to going to be making this move to, to Florida, right? Well, you know, you got to have a place to live, right? Of course you do. And, and I was trying to do all of that from here. And it uh, looks like I'm going to have to um, go there and and do this. There are some things you, you, you must do in, in person, especially when you have these codes and these HOAs and all of these types of things that you got to deal with. And yada, yada, yada. And so uh, it it, it seems like there are things that are coming into play in our lives here in America right now that that are, are just beginning to undermine the very idea of personal liberty. All listen, listen, folks, this is this is my um, take on on things. And, and I mean legally and all this kind of thing, okay? But if you have the, you know, you pass the, the background check or whatever they do to you, you know, and, you know, I, I can see that. And, 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 and you're, you're able to afford, you know, whatever it is you're, you're wanting to do. Americans, I'm talking to you in specific, particularly to all of you, all of you, because really I don't think you have this kind of problem Unless you're in some type of uh, elitist, socialist type of place. Anywhere else, I I think money talks and the rest of it walks. And that's the way it used to be, be, right? You had the cash uh, to do what you want to do. Nobody was going to try and tell you then how to live your life in the place that you were, you know, leasing or renting or buying, right? Not anymore. Let me tell you something. Uh, Sally of the high school paper who loved telling everybody what to do. She is now the head of HOA. <laughs> she, 
she is now the head of homeowners associations wherever and 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 her you know the the her assistant editor the guy that was working with her he is now her assistant here too or they flip roles sometimes he's running the thing and and she's but but they they want to tell you like, just like they did back in high school they like they did back in junior high where it was they want to tell you what they're going to do and what you're going to do. And if you don't do it this way and that way, uh, hey, it ain't going to be in the paper. I can assure you that. They've taken over. They've taken over the government. They're going to tell you how and they're going to tell you how long. And they're going to make you pay through the nose to tell you. I may be a little bit ticked off today. I don't know. But let me tell you something. I am so tired of And that's the way it has been since we started. Oh, man. Back 11 years ago. When, you know, I, I hooked up with uh, these grassroots people taxed enough already. You know them as tea party. Yeah, you know them. But we were just Americans who were trying to tell everybody that we're tired of being shoved around. We're paying the bills. Huh? We're paying the bills. Why are you wanting to shove me around? And Americans, let me tell you something. This is exactly the type of disrespect that you're getting. Maybe, maybe I hope, maybe you should go through something like, like I have been messing around with these people for, you know, what? Four days, five days now. Everything checks out, ready to go. Now that we're ready to go, check this out. And you're going to find this more stringent if you allow people to regulate and overregulate you. But I'm giving you my personal experience here. Now you're ready to go. Guess what? Now you're ready to put down the money and all of this type of thing. Guess what happens? Now, before anything else goes down, you got these hoops that you got to agree to jump through. And if you don't agree to jump through the hoops, and if we catch you at any time not jumping through the hoops, we have the right to fine you or terminate you. Put you out on the street again, you know, and you have to go through this process of looking for <laughs> Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's happening everywhere in every aspect. And let me tell you something, folks. It's happening because of op-eds that, like this one that I'm about to share with you that was written up in the L.A. Times or the, the um, opinionator, the op-ed writer, Virginia uh, Heffernan, Heffernan. And the title of the uh, op-ed that was written and, and I'm not saying that this is the case that, 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 you know, that I'm not going to, you know, play the game there with the HOA where I was thinking about playing the game. This, this has nothing to really do with this, but it does. It's not a direct correlation to it, but it is. 
So, uh, and it will be even more so if, in fact, you come to find out that there are a whole lot of people, at least 69 million, who may feel the way this Virginia Heffernan, Heffernan feels. L.A. Times, her, her uh, opinion uh, article was, what can you do about the Trumpite next door? What can you do about the Trumpite next door? Now, where, where I'm uh, looking to live there in, in Florida, I have. I don't think I have any problem with my. I don't think there's any problem with my politics. Okay, I don't. I don't, I don't think there's any problem with my politics. But what they don't understand is that they are a part of the problem with regulation rules. They actually uh, don't. Well, actually turn. Actually turns a person of libertarian slants like me absolutely away when you start telling me all the can't do's that normal people who don't live in that situation can do you see that, that that's the problem I'm having uh, I have problems I, I, and believe me I understand that there are certain standards that you want to uh, adhere to and live up to and, and, and your your tenants there if they want to, the same things they should adhere to those same things but but there comes a point where you find yourself groveling when you want to do something out of the ordinary and you find yourself uh, going to get permission from Sally, who ran the high school newspaper, who liked to run stuff, and, 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 and Jim, who was her, uh, you know, uh, faithful Igor-like assistant, you know, and uh, hey, I ain't doing it, and, and I'm certainly not going to pay to do it. And I ain't doing it for free. <laughs> so, so, so that boils down to uh, that boils down to not doing it, finding something different, even if it means. And I, I still haven't given up on that, uh, even if it means not hearing the crashing of the waves at night when I sleep, which I. So look forward to. But anyway, we'll see. Now, the Trump Act's next door. Is that you? Uh, it, it seems that there was a freak snowstorm in uh, this place where this Virginia Heffernan resides. And uh, her next door neighbor had, of course, a Trump sign in their yard. There were Trumpites, according to, you know, Virginia. And so the snowstorm comes. 
covers the neighbor's yard, of course, covers the neighbor's driveway, covers Virginia's uh, yard and her driveway. The neighbor with the Trump signs in the yard and who is the Trumpite? Out of the goodness of neighborly and American heart clears her drive or clears their drive and also clears the neighbor's drives just out of the goodness of their American hearts. Now, this op-ed is written to cast shadows of uh, Hezbollah and Nazism on the person who was a good neighbor, the Trumpite, and cleared the driveway for them. Yeah. Do you see how this is so uh, twisted? You know what? My, uh, I'm going to think of that. My pastor, James A. McManus, my pastor, talked about this. In fact, he gave a brilliant um, example or, you know, illustration of his yesterday at church in his sermon. He was saying that, you know, the church really hadn't moved from where it, it, it has been. It's always been in the precepts and the beliefs and everything of, of the church of Jesus Christ has, has been the same for 2,000 years over that, you know, 2020 years. Because we count time from his birth. Isn't that amazing? Amazing. You're, you can be a Buddhist, you can be an atheist, you can be an agnostic, but if you recognize the date, the, the year that you live in, you have to acknowledge Jesus Christ. That amazing God's awesome, isn't it? But check this out. You are now someone who are suspect of being a part of Hezbollah tactics or Nazi if you are good if you are a good neighbor and you just happen to think something differently, the church has always been where it was. And America, American principles, even though we have tainted them at times with our own actions, I mean, you can throw in the slavery thing, what have you, you know. We have done that. But the, the idea, the foundation, the core of what it was meant to be, what it was intended to be, has never changed. We've moved further away from what it should be to satisfy what we want, uh, you know, to have making us feel good, right? We move away from, you know, what things are intended to be. And, and abuse is always inevitable when, when that happens. Abuse is always inevitable when that happens. You forget something's purpose. 
You forget the purpose of a neighbor. It's a support system of a neighborhood. That's that. That's exactly what neighbors should do. If in fact they can just help another good neighbor and the, the goodwill passes on. But do you see what's happened here? Just because your neighbor now has a different political ideology than you, you have been given uh, the carte blanche, the okay to consider them evil. Friends, uh, that ain't right. And it's dangerous for someone to be writing in the L.A. Times. What can you do about the Trumpites next door? You mean that there is something that you want to do about them? Are you are you hearing me? Americans, are you hearing me? Is there something you want to do about them? Are you hearing the the language, the dialect, the process that they're sending you through to get you to uh, a certain state of mind? Are you hearing this? What can you do about the Trumpites next door? Now, granted, this has nothing to do with uh, what I opened the show with. Uh, no, this has that has to do with me not wanting to be shoved around. And then having to go uh, with my hat in hand and and ask uh, Sally, who, who ran this high school paper and wanted to tell everybody what to do because she liked to run stuff. If I can have cool. Well, can I have 10 guests over this weekend? Oh, my God. I'm not doing it. And then when you do that, you give them carte blanche to check on you. Oh, Sally can pop in now to see if there's only 10 of you. You better not have an extra kid or person visiting or you can be fined at Sally's discretion. Because she runs the HOA. Homeowners Association. And they run this stuff. <laughs> oh, the irony of it. We're going to talk more about it. Derek Wilburn coming up at the top of the next hour. If you don't get both hours of the C.L. Bryan Show, be sure to download free the C.L. Bryant Show app. Follow us, listen to us wherever you go. All the shows are archived there. And I want to thank you for making our show as popular as it has become. I'm CL. We'll be back in just a minute. Don't go anywhere.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL, throughout the Fruited Plains, every day right here on Red State Talk Radio. So glad that you are able to come along with us as we build a bridge to conversation and things we need to know about. Are you the Trumpster next door? Are you the Trumpster on your street? Well, they're trying to figure out what they can do about you. Are you hearing me? They're trying to figure out what they can do about you. And, of course, Maxine Waters is lying when she says that she did not uh, incite violence against the Trumpites. You see, you see are, you, are you going back? In, let me, let's go back in time just a little bit. During the campaign, Trumpites wanting to eat out. Sarah Sanders Huckabee is one of those. Uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders is one of those. The uh, Rand Paul is another. Hey, uh, Ted Cruz is another. You may be someone, too, who can tell the story about being in a restaurant with your family. You're recognized by a nut or several of them. And they actually come to where you are. And they harass you to a point where you need to protect your family by getting them away from there. You might stay and just have a brouhaha and turn over some furniture if it was just you. But you have to protect your family. You don't put them in harm's way or, or anything. But Maxine Waters did encourage that, didn't she? So did Cory Booker. Didn't, didn't they? They certainly did. He certainly did. Are you seeing the double standard? Plays out for you and me. But not for them. They can do what they want to do. Because, and this should tell you something, they control the narrative. They control what people believe and hear. There are people that I know right now who will defend this lunacy that's going on with everything they possibly can defend it with. They will attribute every death of that four, what is it, 400,000 to COVID. When you know that's not true. 
And even though there might have been some young people who perished from this, I assure you that they had underlying issues that caused their bodies to be weak in ways that it could not sustain them through this type of sickness. It could be you who may be the same way and you, you just don't know that. But I, I just don't, I just, I, listen, I've, I've never altered uh, the way I uh, live or travel. I have to, you know, do that on the plane. You have to wear the mask on the plane. And of course you have your, your, um, you know, Nazis on the plane, <laughs> But uh, we, when I got to where I'm going, uh, you know, take the mask off and be you. You have to do it in Uber. If I'm Ubering somewhere, you know, of course, you have some Uber drivers who are cool and, and they understand that uh, it's all it's all crazy. But other than that, I mean, yeah, I mean, I've been into all kinds of crowds, uh, hugged all kinds of people, shaken all kinds of hands. And yes, I'm cautious as far as it's concerned. I, I will sanitize, but I do that anyway. I've always done that because I've always uh, shake a, shaken a lot of hands, especially during cold and flu season. It's just something preachers do. They're going to sterilize their hands to keep from being sick all the time. So it's, so that, that's just something you know you should do. If, if you feel like uh, you're going to be overexposed to flesh of strangers. But, but what you are seeing here is this thing being used, weaponized, to divide and in many ways conquer. Because they have conquered the minds of so many people that the, the path that they're on is okay and righteous, that even Black Lives Matter can march in the streets of Washington, D.C., chanting, burn it down, and still be hailed as freedom fighters. Are you hearing me? Is this, are you hearing me? This this has the game has changed, people. Talk about dire straits. My God. You are saying falsely that the president by saying now peacefully march to the Capitol and let your voices be heard equates in any way to Black Lives Matter marching in the streets of Washington literally saying burn it down and and, and guess what through it all, you now have a clear and present danger lurking again in the Middle East. Who is that, I wonder? Oh, 
you guessed it, Iran. Now that the Donald is gone, now that the president, the legitimate president of the United States has left the building, now that he's gone, Iran is now uh, speeding full steam ahead to enriching their uranium and they are making demands again on the American presidential administration. They weren't doing that uh, just a few months ago, were they? You know, they, they were whimpering in the corner praying that we took our foot off their neck because they were threatening to kill us. And we wouldn't do it. But we've done it now because Biden has reversed the Trump policies. Which made us look like idiots. And for his trouble, he has endangered you and I. So what do we what do we got what do we got here? What are we facing here? We're back to Obama land where we are less safe in the world because our enemies do not fear us. The only reason a bully is not going to bully you is that he fears it's not worth the pain of your retaliation. But if he doesn't think that you have the gumption, the guts, or anything to push back, then they're going to push you. A clear distinction between weak, hapless Joe Biden and bold, present, strong. Donald John Trump. The bullies didn't come around. In fact, they fled. Now that he's gone, they're back. They're back. And we are less safe because of it. So how does it all, these items that I've shown you, uh, four items that we have looked at, what can you do about Trumpites next door? Indicates they want to do something about you. They want to bust a move. They want to do something about you. Trumpites, 
It is a trend that does exist very much so in this country. It is a trend of uh, finding people who are conservative, conservative leaning, identified with conservative causes and vilify them. Huh? That is the trend in America today. You, if you're a conservative, if you're a Christian, you're a target. Now back to what my pastor was talking about yesterday. The church has not moved from where it was. What has happened is society has moved so far away from the Judeo-Christian ethics and precepts that now they are wanting to say that you're extreme if you have any type of association with those ethics. You're, you're the you're the extreme one, even though you have always conserved what it was all about to begin with. You have always conserved that. That's what makes you a conservative. You wanted to conserve the principles that are you feel are and, and that society had agreed upon were decent. And, you know, we, we're going to try to live within those. Of course, you slide, you slide here and there, but you don't, you don't make the, the coup de gras decision that this is no longer good. No, you simply say to yourself, if you find yourself outside of doing what is good, then I got to do better because I'm harming the society by not doing it. You see what I'm saying? You are the one who adjusts to the, to what is the uh, standard in order that the society remains strong. That's why all of those uh, types of harsh um, punishments were in Scripture back in the days when God was trying to form a nation. They even had uh, harsh penalties against a son who would disobey his father. It was very hard. I mean, you could be a kid could be stoned to death for not obeying his father. But there, I'm not. I'm not. Listen, I'm not not condoning that. And I know sometimes we might want to uh, take up take up drastic actions with our children. But I'm not condoning that. But I'm saying this. The, I know that many times we look at that as draconian, but there was a a purpose in it. You placed a certain respect for authority into your actions and into the way you lived your life if you knew you could suffer penalties for it, like disrespecting a parent. And and there's not one parent that I can possibly think of, and Lord knows I have known many over the years, uh, who have found themselves in a, a, a disrespected situation. And I can tell you this. No, they may smile and he he and go on about it, but they never like it. 
Why? Because it is unnatural for a parent to be disrespected by their child. And, and, and the precepts and laws and everything that have been placed in front of us have been placed in front of us from the beginning. That's the whole story of the, the garden and Adam and all of this. There are, there's authority that has been handed down to us from our creator that is emulated in the way we reproduce ourselves with our children that should not be violated. The, the, the authority, the respect should always be there. And so what happens is we as the children, or, the, or we, step, we step farther away from it. And we think that they're extreme, and we think that, that that's, and, and in some cases they are. <laughs> uh, it, because there's a lot of man-made stuff. That go, but the precept, the principle, and the core value that they're trying to uphold is not. Sometimes people take it to another degree that drive people away. Okay, I, I, I believe me, I know that story. But there is always a, cons- a core value there that may be being exaggerated that, 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 that pushes folks away. But the core value of it is good. You know, what pushed people away from uh, the idea of, uh, yeah, the Southerners having uh, their right to a free market was not the free market. It was slavery. Huh? The Southerners were right about no one having to, to, to tell, should be able to tell them how they can make money unless they are doing something as heinous as enslaving another human being. Then we have to take issue with this. But the, the the idea of the free market, the idea of making money, the idea of capitalism on, on using other people's labor, nothing wrong with that. That hap- that has to be. It always has been. Always will be. And from the sweat of your brow, you're going to eat meat anyway, right? So you might as well have somebody if you're not doing it yourself, being entrepreneurial, who is going to uh, provide a job for you. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with someone who is able to provide a job making money off of your labor as long as they're paying you agreed upon wage. Right? We agree to work for them and get paid for them. You shouldn't care how much money they're making as long as you're happy with what you're making. Right? Right. That's the way that should work. But hey, when we come back, we're going to talk about this thing because that's exactly what a Trumpite believes. But they're wanting to know what they're going to do about you, especially if you're living next door to them. Some real stuff. Derek Wilburn, after the top of the hour, will be with my special guest, and I will be happy to welcome him back to the C.L. Bryant Show. Don't you go anywhere. I'm C.L. I'll talk to you in just a little bit. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life You thought I was worth keeping So you cleaned me up inside You thought I was to die for So you sacrificed 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. CL back with you on this great day still in the USA. And it's going to be that way as long as there are people like you who are indeed interested in saving our Republican. Hey, let me don't make any mistake about this. The Republic is in jeopardy. You Trumpites out there better understand that the Republic is in jeopardy. Big time. And um, won't be too many days hence. If it keeps going like this, it won't be. I've gotten for you a Republic uh, if you can keep it. And up until, hey, a year ago, maybe, maybe not quite that long. Up until about a year ago, I would have had no doubt in my mind that we were going to do everything to fight to keep it. But when you have the L.A. Times running articles about what to do about the Trumpite next door. Friends, we are talking about people who have a bead on you. You are a target. And, and, and I know that you may be wandering around out there with uh, no clue as to just how venomous this has become. It's you I'm speaking to. You better wake up. And you better wake up quickly. You have people who impeached a president for the second time without any witnesses, without any trial, any evidence. They just did it. There, there is, was no due process whatsoever. None. The point being, if they can do it to him, they can do it to you. They will. They are. It's on the way because the the the, the it's already been floated. It's already on the airwaves. What to do about the Trumpster next door? Huh? The Trumpite. The Trumpite 
next door, what to do about them. Friends, there is a re-education that's going on. There's a reprogramming that's going on. Yeah, which leads to a different definition of who we have been as Americans. And when you redefine who, when you make the definition different, when you redefine gender, and I was talking um, yesterday about, uh, I was talking, in fact, I think I was talking to my pastor about this very same thing. When you go and fill out a form, I was told that a hospital now in, in, in my hometown of Shreveport, Louisiana, on that form, it has several different choices that you can choose as gender identity. You also have a choice of what well, you're going to be called he, she, Z, or whatever else there is on that form at the hospital. Yeah. And they are afraid and, and, and they know that. If they do not comply with that type of application, they can be shut down. They can be sued if they don't comply with the political correctness of new definitions, gender identity. They know they can be sued. They know that the government has the upper hand on whether or not they continue to exist. And you Trumpites out there, I'm saying this to you, that the programming that is being done is being done in order to <laughs> eliminate your voice. Oh, they're already trying to eliminate the, the, the person who is the um, as identified head of the Trump movement, and that's Donald John Trump himself. They've silenced him on social media. Yeah. They're about to try and try him. Of course, it, it shouldn't fly at all for impeachment again. And that effort is to try and keep him from being able to run for president again. So the reprogramming, the programming, the re-education, the redefinition, the new identity that they want you to have as an American, that's already on the way. Good news, though, is it's not working. 
It's causing Americans to question themselves as to their own common sense as to how in the world did we ever allow this Joe Biden fiasco to take to to come about? How in the world that we allow this man to usher us back to Obama land? which was not a good place at all for anybody. I don't mean nobody. Only those who were elite enough to be immune to the effects of Obama policies were welcome and really enjoyed Obamaland. And I tell you what, 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 who else enjoyed Obama land? Those who were chanting, burn it down in the streets of Washington, D.C. They enjoyed Obama land simply for the sake of the fact that he's in Obama land. He supported malcontents. In fact, being a malcontent, being a discontent was a a prerequisite to being a a good citizen in Obama land. And of course, you have to embrace any type of injustice that may have ever uh, been committed in the past against any black person as a present-day malady. It's a present-day sickness. Even though it happened to my great-grandfather, it's a present-day sickness that they want me to believe is happening to me. That's the reason why there are uh, blacks and Latinos in the inner city who are uh, poverty-stricken. It's because of what they did to grandpa. They want you to believe that. It is not the narrative that I am going to champion. I do thank grandpa for what he sustained and went through. I thank God that he was strong enough to do it and pass the torch on to me. I'm so grateful for that. But I'm going to tell you something. I cannot fix what happened to grandpa. And whatever happens to me, my grandchildren won't be able to fix it either. No, I can do something about it right now. So maybe they don't have to even look at it because grandpa and them, they certainly did something about it so that I don't even have to consider that. I just need to keep it. I already have it because grandpa and grandma, they paid the price for me to have it. I have what they never had. I have what they never had because they never had it. But they paid the price for me to have it. Now I am. You're wanting me to listen to people like Black Lives Matter telling me that I don't have it when I know I saw them pay for it. And these Black Lives Matter people were nowhere around. I saw my grandparents pay for it. I saw my parents pay for it. And these Black Lives Matter people were nowhere around paying no dues and don't appreciate what they paid for. Evidently not because you are somehow trying to convince their children 
that here all these years later, with all of the benefits that I have as an American citizen, I don't care what the color of my skin is. I can take advantage of it because of what my grandparents paid for. I'm not going to disrespect them by saying that their labor and their work was in vain because it was not. It had their, their work, their labor has afforded me a living that they could have only dreamed about. Have afforded me and my family a life in this country where their parents were slaves. I am not going to disrespect them by saying that their sacrifice was for nothing and that we're still fighting the same struggle that they have fought. Because we're not. We're not fighting the same struggle that they have fought. And if we are, we're certainly not fighting it as valiantly as they did because all we want to do is be somebody's victim so that we can be somebody's patsy. Not for me. Not for me. I'd rather just go and throw it all in and live somewhere on a beach where I don't have to go through all of these, you know, jump through all the hoops than to conform to that. I'd rather be and do as scripture tells us to be transformed for that. I will not be conformed to that. I'm always going to try to live as free as I possibly can without someone breathing down my neck, which brings this hour full circle because I am totally ticked at uh, HOAs. Oh, yeah, I got the approval. Come on down. Now. When you get here, we're going to run your life. Oh, you can just best believe it, bud. I'm CL. I'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Derek Wilburn, top of the next hour. Get both hours of the show. Download free the CL Bryant Show. Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. 
Welcome back, everybody, throughout the Fruited Plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. Still the greatest success story the world has ever known. And it is up to you to keep it uh, now that you see that it's, I guess you see, I hope you do, that it is worth keeping. Right? You don't miss the water till it's gone, huh? Well, you can definitely tell that it's seeping out in just about every way you can see it. First thing Joe Biden did was come in and kill jobs. On the line with me now is a friend of mine. In fact, he and I have been hanging out a pretty good while now. When I'm looking back over the years, it has been some years that he and I have racked up together here. Uh, And uh, quite frankly, he has been a front line taxed enough already warrior and a great patriot, a Christian to his core, a follower of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, president and founder of Rocky Mountain Black Conservatives, my friend, Derek Wilburn. Welcome back to C.L. Bryant's show, brother. How are you? C.L., I'm just out here snapping necks and cashing checks. And, man, I can remember when I used to bounce you on my knee. That's how far back we go. <laughs> yeah, I remember those days, Derek. <laughs> when, when you were still suckling at the teat, that's when I met you. <laughs> oh, boy. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but anyway, let's ask, let me ask you this question. Man, you totally threw me off my game with that. I got to tell you. Derek, burn it down. Burn it down, BLM chanting in the streets of Washington, D.C. What What's going on here, man? Is there an alternate reality that has taken place? And are we actually living in it? Can we break out of this? Talk to us. You know, that's really an interesting way to put it. Is there an alternate reality? Because that is exactly what it is. So the... The overarching topic of BLM and marching and chanting is is too broad. Uh, We need to focus it down. And typically, I like to focus it down into four specific areas. Racism in America, white privilege, systemic racism, and reparations. And we can do any one of the four, but I'll start us off with systemic racism. Because that's what they're really – if you ask these people, what is systemic racism? They can't tell you. They just believe that it's out there and it's keeping us down. And for your listeners that don't know, I am a descendant of slaves. I'm a black American. Systemic racism is real. It does exist. However, we cannot ask that question in isolation. If we're going to say, is there systemic racism? And there is. There are two questions that must get asked right along with it. The first one is, where is this systemic racism? It's not enough to just say it exists, it's out there somewhere in the universe. If you can't identify it, if you cannot locate it, then what's the point in talking about it or bringing it up? Systemic racism exists in the United States. I would argue not at the federal level anymore. Of course, it used to, right? I mean, slavery was once the legal law of the land, but we got rid of that. Then we passed the Civil Rights Acts in 1964 and 1965. And and from a federal level, I don't believe there are any systems in place that equally oppress people of color in both Bangor, Maine, 
and in Billings, Montana. Let me ask you this question then. Let me ask you this question. And it's a very, very, very simple question that I've been asking a a long time, and you've heard me ask it. Is there anything that the color of our skin, and full disclosure, Derek has uh, told you him, and uh, if you're just tuning in uh, for the first time in these seven years of the C.L. Bryant Show, both of us are black conservatives who happen to vote uh, many times Republican, and, of course, uh, we are Christians. But is there anything, Derek Wilburn, that the color of our skin, your skin, my skin, would stop us from doing in this country if we wanted to do? Is there anything that you can uh, think of? No, no. So we've had black Americans become the most renowned brain surgeons in the world. We've had black Americans become the president of the United States. So our skin color doesn't hold us back. But that's not what they're saying. They're saying the system holds us back. Which brings me back to my questions. Where is systemic racism? And who runs the system? So I gave you the premise that it doesn't exist at the federal level. And it doesn't. Therefore, it must exist at the local level. So these issues, you know, they're they're rioting now over supposedly racist policing activity. Well, that's local. That's a local control issue. Uh, We have housing and hiring discriminatory practices. That's local, not federal. We have blacks trapped in failing schools and school districts. That's local, not federal. So... If we're going to say it exists at the local level, the next logical question, CL, is who runs the system? Okay, so Chicago, Illinois, city of my birth, has had a Democrat mayor since forever. Cities are run by mayors and councils, city councils. Chicago has had a Democrat mayor forever. The current makeup of the Chicago City Council is a 50-member council, 49 Democrats, one Republican. St. Louis has had a Democrat mayor since forever. Current city council, 28 members, 28 Democrat, zero Republican. Baltimore, 15-member council, 15 Democrat, zero Republican. Seattle and Detroit both have had Democrat mayors since forever. They both have nine-member city councils, nine Democrats, zero Republicans. I'll give you one more, San Francisco. Democrat mayor since forever, 11-member city council, 11 Democrats, Zero Republicans. So it isn't just that Republicans are in a minority, CL. There aren't any. So if we're going to say there is systemic racism, we have to ask who runs the system. Okay, and then it's the Derek. Same people all around the country. Let me ask you this because I'm sure our audience want to hear your perspective on this. This has been the conversation in the last few days. Equity, equality. What then is the goal? or the design in this race equity push by the Biden administration? Give us your take. To maintain the black vote as cattle on the vote farm. When you enjoy the support of a voter block to the tune of 90% plus, you know you cannot lose that block, unless the block is so small. Yeah, If you've got 90% of left-handed Asian uh, transgender chemistry majors, you don't mind losing that voter block. But we, 13% of the country is black American, and 90% of the 13% who vote, vote Democrat. They have got to maintain that. So how do you maintain it? Number one, you continually call the other side racist, which works. Number two, 
you put policies in place that you sell as supposedly helping the constituency that's voting for you, when in fact you're keeping them right where they are, therefore always voting for you the next time. You know, Derek, when we look at the type of rhetoric and dialect that is being placed uh, in the American uh, society right now, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this article uh, in the, the uh, Los Angeles Times, uh, what to do about the Trumpite next door. Uh, Virginia Heffernan uh, writes this one. It appears that there is something that they are wanting folks to do about Trumpites. Is there a signal to any of us, all of us, that there's some kind of danger here when American citizens are pitted against each other in this fashion? Derek Wilburn, talk to us. The separation that we're seeing in the country, liberal conservative, can be geographically described as coastal and internation. So the Democrat Party, and you mentioned this woman with the L.A. Times, there's a reason she's with the L.A. Times. The L.A. Times and the New York Times mirror one another, as does the Washington Post. You have a party and a political movement that is increasingly becoming concentrated on the, on the coasts of our country. So when you think of the prominent Democrats who have a national microphone, Chuck Schumer, New York, Bernie Sanders, New Hampshire, Nancy Pelosi, Dianne Feinstein, California, Gavin Newsom, California. They're coastal elites. They are wealthy people who live on the coast. We just had this attorney for PBS get busted by Project Veritas claiming, aren't you glad you live here, Washington, D.C., a coastal city where everyone's educated and and advanced and sophisticated, and aren't you glad you don't live out there where all the stupid people are? He literally said this. Very few people could name a prominent Democrat from inner United States. However, we can name prominent Republicans from out there. Uh, Everyone knows Rand Paul, Kentucky. Everyone knows Ted Cruz, uh, Texas. So what these coastal elites don't realize is what they call flyover country, the rest of us call home And their policies are going to ultimately completely disenfranchise the middle of the country. The question is, can we overcome the fraud to take back the offices that we've lost? And so when we look then at uh, where we go from here and we're looking at the Maxine Waters and those types of people who are now in power, is there going to be a civil war in that Democrat Party? And is Joe Biden just a pawn? I mean, this is this is something, uh, Derek, that the American people, uh, I don't think, have taken very seriously as to who is actually in the Oval. Uh, Joe Biden, of course, he's a pawn. The man can barely he he can't complete a sentence. Uh, He he really can't speak in public anymore. He can't speak off the cuff. And he's reached the point now where he really can't speak off a teleprompter either. They have to be very, very careful and maintain a very scripted existence for him. But your question about a, a civil war within the Democrat Party is true. The answer, I believe, is yes. However, there's a civil war coming in both parties. So the Trump faction of the Republican Party has some decisions to make. The Democrat Party is already, you're seeing leadership march steadily in the direction of communism. They don't even hide it anymore. They used to keep it kind of secretive and run as one thing but govern as something else like Obama did. They don't do that anymore. Bernie Sanders, 
used to be the fringe of the party. And by used to, I mean five years ago. His platform is now the mainstream of the party. So the party has to make up its mind. Either we're going to say goodbye to the middle of America and try to win our elections based on the coastal states and cities, or we're going to soften our stance. The Republican Party has the same thing going on. Are we with Trump and the America First vision that he put forward? Or are we going to capitulate more to the Democrat agenda of open borders and, and higher taxes and all this other monkey business? And there are Republicans who want to do that. Can the Republican Party win anything without Donald John Trump? Is he, is it his party, as so many, I do, believe it is? What do you say? I think the answer to your question is not the, – the answer is other than the question that you have asked. So can the Trump agenda win? Absolutely. Uh, the idea that we should put America first, the idea that we should force our allies to pay their own way, the idea that we should have control of our own border and know who's coming and going, the idea that we should keep taxes on American businesses low so they can compete on the global arena – Nobody would argue those are bad ideas. So the Trump platform is a winner. Your question, can the Republican Party win, moves into a different area. And that is the conglomeration of big tech, of the news media, and then of those who are involved in the balloting process like Dominion Voting Software. So we were all amazed in 2016 when Hillary Clinton spent next to no time campaigning in critical swing states in the Midwest, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania. She spent almost no time there. None of us could believe it. And I believe the reason she didn't is because they thought they had the fix in place. Those were Dominion machine states, and they thought that they were handled. But the turnout for Trump was so overwhelming that he took down their scam. Well, it worked in 2020, and what these people don't realize, and by these people I mean Republicans who aren't on Trump's team, is if they were able to steal the Trump election in 2020, they'll continue refining the machine until they can begin winning down-ticket races the same way. Oh, yeah, it's happening and now. And eventually, Republicans yeah. won't be able to win. Oh, yeah, that's happening now. It's that, those down-ticket elections are being stolen now. And uh, it, it is it is absolutely diabolical what we have allowed to happen. We're on with Derek Wilburn. Derek, I want you to stay with me if you can through the break. Tell everybody here in these next uh, two and a half minutes that I have with you uh, how to get a hold of you and uh, what's uh, what 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 type of things you're doing right now. I'm on the front lines of introducing the next generation of Black Americans to the truth about conservatives, and we do that by sending them to work specifically in conservative legislative offices in Washington, D.C., and we pay them. We pay their airfare, we pay their lodging, we pay their summer salary, and immerse them in the truth about who we are and what we believe. And it changes them for life. If anyone wants to learn about that, it's www.pocinterns. P-O-C-C, People of Color Capital Interns, P-O-C-C-Interns.com. Click that donate button, and honey, click it hard. 
Yeah. Uh, I have a young man that I want to uh, introduce you to. I do believe he is um, uh, just the type of guy that you're looking for. And I'll, I'll do that offline. Uh, good work that you are doing, uh, uh, Derek. And uh, folks, help these young people become a part of the solution, the answer here in America. Derek, stay right there. Don't go anywhere, man. I want to continue talking to Derek Wilburn here in just uh, a little bit after the break. If you don't get both hours of the C.L. Bryant Show, download free the C.L. Bryant Show app uh, if you're traveling through Times Square. And, of course, you have the Red State Talk app. Download it. Uh, you can. There's several platforms. We're about to do the YouTube channel, uh, kicking that off here in just a couple of weeks. And if you're traveling through Times Square, be sure to look up above Ripley's. Believe it or not, that iconic building is also housed or our, the, the home to our Red State Talk billboard, the largest talk platform in the nation and 24 hours a day, uh, every hour. The C.L. Bryant show does pop up there on the big screen and old C.L.'s face looking back at you. There in Times Square, which is beginning to uh, bustle again, even though uh, you better watch yourself if you are planning on doing Times Square. I remember it in the 80s and the 90s and even in the 70s. Things weren't good. Well, we're going to be back with more conversation. And, folks, we are uh, trying to put it in gear here these next couple of weeks, um, moving the location to Florida going to be there and uh, just trying to figure out the logistics and all of that. As you know, from the top of the show, I am absolutely ticked off at an HOA whom I will not mention now, but I'm after, after I get my guest off the phone, after I get him off the phone, I am not through venting about that yet. You pay too much money to be shoved around. And Americans, I remember Sally who ran the school paper. She was bossy. And the guy who worked with her, her little co-editor or whoever he was. Yeah, and now they're running HOAs. Yes, they are. We'll talk about it before the show closes out. I'm, I'm not through with you yet. My guest, Derek Wilburn, and uh, he is dedicated to educating and mobilizing young people for the cause of preserving the republic. I'm going to have him back with me uh, after this short break. You're listening to the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant, coast to coast, border to border, Red State Talk Radio. I want to thank all you terrestrials in replay. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. 
concern to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL, back with you on this great day in the USA. Thank you for coming along with us, and thank you for making the show as popular as it has become. Again, Red State Talk, uh, Red State Talk, the talk monster, is where you can hear the show daily, 12.05 in the East until 2 p.m. in the East daily. If you don't get both hours of the C.L. Bryant Show, be sure to download free the C.L. Bryant Show app anywhere uh, you go. And, of course, all the shows are archived there. My special guest is Derek Wilburn. He and I have been friends for a while. We started out uh, together. In fact, Derek was the first person in Colorado. Let's see. It may have been the Broadmoor. I don't know. But either, anyway, he was among the first to premiere uh, my film, Runaway Slave. And I really have appreciated your uh, friendship uh, from that point on, Derek. And that's been some time ago. Now, let me ask you this question. I've talked about this with others on the show, but I want to get your take. Since you are so articulate and insightful, my good friend, could a movie like uh, Glory with Morgan Freeman and Denzel, could that movie be made today, man, and why it, Why it, so it, or why not? Talk to us. No. No, they, they, they couldn't do that today because we've reached the point now where for a generous portion of society, especially those who control the media mouthpieces, truth and history is offensive. Now, I personally don't see how that's even possible. I don't see how it's possible to be offended by history, but uh, they are. And that's why you see this cancel culture and these BLM Antifa maniacs running around knocking down statues, public property, statues and monuments that you and I paid for, that you and I maintain with our tax dollars, and they take it upon themselves through no formal action of a city council or of a mayor or a governor or anybody like that to just knock it down because it is a representation of history that they don't like. Uh, You could not see something like Driving Miss Daisy uh, being remade today. You could not see a lot of these things that depict the truth about life in America and in the world once upon a time. Roots will never again be aired on network TV. It was okay in 1976. But you can't do it today because it's truthful history of our country, and people are offended by that. Wow. And, folks, the things we find to be offended at, especially when they're historically true, may not necessarily always be historically accurate, but sometimes they're historic. Most of the times, slavery did exist, and the, the bitter truth of it is real. And Derek and I are proof positive that our ancestors paid the price for us to be successful today. Is it then a dishonoring of what the price they paid, Derek, when we see groups like BLM uh, trying to uh, steal, in my opinion, the valor 
of uh, those who paid the price for you and I, and even them, to be acting crazy in, in, in the streets of America. Uh, what type of disrespect is that, if it is at all? It is entirely disrespectful. So when you take down these monuments and statues and rewrite the history books and do all the things that they're doing, you are discrediting the sacrifice of those whose shoulders upon which you and I stand. People hate when I say this, but especially black, black folk hate when I say what I'm about to say. But it, again, it's the truth. And the truth is, I am the beneficiary of the North American slave trade. That's not to say that I like it. That slavery was a good thing? I would never say that. It wasn't. It was horrible. No human being should own another human being. But I have personally never been a slave. And because my ancestors were brought to this country against their will, I was born in Illinois, educated in California, and now live a wonderful life with a beautiful family in Colorado. And I would rather be an upper, lower-class citizen of Colorado than a lower upper class citizen of Ethiopia any day. Amen, 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 brother. There's no question about that. And hey, that was so well put because we are beneficiaries of what our ancestors, what our grandparents paid for. They paid for us to do this. Derek, when we compare and when we think about the life that they had and the life that you and I do have now, there is no way they could have dreamed of the opportunity available to them as the opportunity that we have now. Now, you have a son that's in the military, and I, I admire that I have a granddaughter who's in the, the military. And the question I want to ask you is this. Is this now, are we back now to Obama land where we have this blatant or apparent disrespect for our men and women in uniform coming from this administration? Talk to us. We are. My son graduated the Air Force Academy in 2018. He completed pilot training in June of this year. And he is right now, as we speak, he is leaving to go to SEER training survive, evade, resist, escape. So all Air Force pilots and Navy pilots go through SEER training in the event they're shot down behind enemy lines, right? So survive, evade, resist, escape. Two weeks out in the woods. Uh, the, the problem, yes, they don't respect anyone in uniformed authority. Uh, this much we know, whether we're talking police, whether we're talking the armed forces, and it is a because of this utopian view of the world and of society, where they believe, I mean, they, they can look on TV and see the same things you and I see every single night in Portland and Seattle and places like this and say, we don't need police. That doesn't even compute. But these people, what they believe is in an open borders world. So the idea that they believe, and there's, there's an entire open borders society, and you can look them up on the internet. These people are real. They believe that people ought to be just like animals in that animals migrate. They move from here to there on a whim. They follow the seasons, whatever. They fly across the borders of, of countries and don't even know that they've done it. They believe the exact same thing about people, that there should be no difference between Canada, the United States, Mexico, Greece, Italy, France. So therefore, since all the nations are one nation, 
why would you need a military to protect your nation's interests and borders? This is the direction they're going. It's what they believe. So, therefore, why would they have any respect for a military which they don't even believe has a purpose for existence? Now, there's a saber rattling that's going on now that Joe Biden is president or, well, he's in the Oval Office. I will. That's a whole nother conversation. But Iran, Iran is now demanding that uh, we do certain things in uh, complying for them to comply with the agreement that they weren't complying with to begin with. Donald Trump had them whimpering in the corner. Is are, is that situation also further indication that America is certainly in a bad situation with this administration when we talk about our enemies like Iran? We had a previous occupant of the Oval Office who, without congressional notification, let alone permission, without informing the American people, shipped cash loaded onto pallets into a chartered airplane in the middle of the night to Iran. The occupant of the Oval Office did that, and the current occupant of the Oval Office worked in the White House at the same time. That tells us all we need to know about their willingness to be tough with Iran. But the bigger overarching issue, at least in my view, is this. Liberals, for reasons that I cannot begin to explain, liberals refuse to admit the truth or some of the truths about the Islamic faith. They simply will not do it. They are apologists for a faith that they themselves don't even practice. If you were to ask these people if they have any faith at all, they would all tell you that, yes, I'm a Christian. However, they will persecute the very faith that they claim to profess and apologize and support that which they do not. And they'll say things like, to defend that position, like, you know, well, Christians are, radical Christians are just as dangerous as, as radical Islamists. They're just as dangerous as Iran. Oh, really? Find me the radical Christians who are hijacking jumbo jetliners and flying them into the side of skyscrapers. Where are those people? Where are the Christians who are finding non-Christians and filming themselves, decapitating them with a knife? I've never seen that. Except, you know, they'll say, oh, what about the Crusades? Well, yeah, well, 600 years ago. Yeah. For whatever reasons, they are apologists for the Islamic faith, and the Islamic faith has people within it, not everybody, of course, but has people within it who are bent on the destruction of infidels. And it's extremely dangerous for our country, as we saw on 9-11. Then that brings us to the question of the church and uh, the ministry of the church, the Christian church, and people of faith in this country at this time, Derek, because uh, evidently there is a, a need for men and women of courage now, but we, we are experiencing a certain cowardice being spurred on by the type of names uh, that the left is calling the right and the aversion that people on the right have to those names. Is that working? Is the racist chant working? It's working for those who want to hear it. So there's always, here's the difference between you and I and 
the Maxine Waters and the perpetually offended leftists of the world, black leftists. We don't invest our time. I don't invest my time into looking for racism. That's not to say that it doesn't exist. You and I both know that it does. Not nearly as pervasive as they'd have us believe, but I don't invest my time into looking for racism. The Ku Klux Klan in America today, by their own numbers, off their own website, they claim a membership of about seven to 10,000 people. That's it. I mean, they don't have enough people to fill the basketball arena at a small junior college in Louisiana. <laughs> Yet, never have so few people been given so much credit for doing absolutely nothing. So if you invest your in life, we tend to find that which we seek. So if you look for racism, you believe it's everywhere, it's hiding underneath every rock, there's white supremacists everywhere, there's racists everywhere, the system is racist, it's keeping up with racism. If that's what you spend your time looking for, guess what you're going to find? Absolutely. Whereas if you invest your time into looking for good, for godliness, for those things that are righteous, guess what you're going to find? Absolutely, my brother. Let me let me uh, say this. And I, I've uh, shared this across the country, and I certainly hope that you continue to promote this. I'm going to give this to you, man. I uh, I went down to uh, the Target the other day, and uh, you know I shopped around there. As you know, I'm a widower now, and 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 so forth, and and uh, I went from there to look at uh, a car that I was I was thinking about uh, maybe getting, but I'm going to wait and do that. And I, I, didn't, I didn't have any racism at the bank that I went to. There was no racism at the Target. What any racism at the car dealership? But then, Derek, I came home uh, toward the close of the evening, and, and I flipped on the television, man. And there it was. Racism was in my house. It was on the television. My neighbors, uh, they're of all stripes, and I've been to your home. I know that your neighbors are the same way. I, I walk up and down my street. I wave at them, and you know, they wave back. The cops pass. I wave at them. No racism at all. In Shreveport, Louisiana, Derek Wilburn, in Shreveport, Louisiana, the last place to concede defeat in the South of the Civil War. I, I haven't experienced that here. But I come home, and I turn the television on in Shreveport, and there it is, all over the country. Derek, is that the dialect that they want us to have? I have about four minutes, man. Speak to it. Of course, perpetual victims. Uh, perpetual victims are what they want us to be and what they want us to believe. I refuse to be a victim. I refuse to allow my children to be victims. I'm a victorious man. I am an overcomer. Nothing, I'm not the victim of anything. And even if I were, even if I did run into racism, here's the thing, CL. People ask me, is there racism? Yes, there's racism, but you know what? I don't care. See, racism doesn't affect me. It affects you if you're the racist. It doesn't affect me. If you don't like me because of the color of my skin, what do I care? I mean, I don't need you in my life. It is a stain on your heart. It is a black spot on your soul, and it's eating you up from the inside out. But it isn't affecting me. As long as you do nothing to affect my property, life, or loved ones, your racism has no effect on me at all. I don't want racists around me. I certainly don't want them in a position of governing. But 
I'm not affected by racism. So I, I refuse to speak the language of victimhood. I totally agree with that, Derek. Listen, man, I have about uh, three minutes left. And, and I, I've asked everybody from Hannity to Judge Janine on this show uh, about uh, this, this very question. Legacy, Derek Wilburn. I've been around you now uh, for quite a while. And uh, I've seen how you work. I've seen how you operate. And I respect you. You know that. Legacy, once uh, you and your lovely bride hang, hang it all up and you're looking at the mountains there and rocking on the porch uh, into the sunset, you know, what, what do you want us to say about you? What do you want folks to remember? I want folks to remember the fact that I worked tirelessly and hopefully my efforts continue after uh, long after I'm gone to bridge the divide between the conservative movement in this country and the black American community and to open eyes in the black American community that the way we have been addressing our business politically is self-damaging. It isn't that Democrat ideas are necessarily bad or evil, although I would argue many of them are. That's not the point. Whenever you tell one political party, we're only voting for you in advance, we're never not going to vote for you. You already sealed your doom in terms of the quality of representation you're going to get. But the good news is, is that today's 19, 20, and 22-year-olds, they don't remember the civil rights struggles of the 50s and 60s and the 40s and, and the things that blacks went through. They have no recollection of that. They, they may read about it, maybe. They never experienced it. So they're more of an open book. And my endeavor to bring the truth to them is a legacy that I hope to leave behind. Man, I uh, certainly... Hope that all of us will uh, attempt to help you in doing that. Listen, man, God bless you and God keep you. Derek, continue to fight the good fight. I know that you will because you are fighting the good fight. Thank you so much for being on with me here today. I look forward to talking to you down the road, man. We need to talk offline. We hadn't talked in a long time. We need to do that, brother. True. I'll make it happen. You'll make it happen. Let's, uh, uh, you know, if you play your cards right, I might even let you buy me a meal one day. <laughs> I'll certainly do it, brother. I'll be happy uh, to do it. I, in fact, I've got to come up that way here pretty soon, and uh, I'll, I'll be certain to look you up uh, when I am there. Again, thank you, Derek. Talk to you soon. Blessings on you. I'm C.L. This is the C.L. Bryan Show. That was Derek Wilborn. And um, Derek, well, he speaks for himself. You can tell. Uh, that uh, he's a man who's serious. And uh, I certainly have appreciated his friendship over the years. Being shoved around and pushed around is something that um, Americans, we, we should never get used to. Are you hearing me? We should never get used to that. And there are certain ways of um hmm, what's the word uh, plowing the ground that the progressive socialist democrats are using there's a method of plowing the ground so that they can continue sowing seeds of discontent I'll be back in just a minute. I'm CL. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always lend a helping hand. And for the flag I stand. CL, back with you on this great day in the USA. We're closing out the CL Bryant show here today. Uh, home stretch. If you don't get both hours of the show, be sure to download free the CL Bryant show app and uh, all of the shows are archived there and i certainly thank you for coming along with us daily as we have built the bridge to conversation right here on the cl bryant show for the last seven years glad to be a part of red state talk radio the largest talk platform in uh, the country and i uh, want to uh, thank all of them for uh, making us part of their family, the largest and uh, most listened to uh, platform in the nation, Red State Talk. If you're traveling through Times Square, look up above Ripley's Believe It or Not, and that iconic building is also home to the Talk Monsters billboard. And uh, the C.L. Bryant Show pops up there. Every hour on the hour, 24 hours a day. And CL's face looking right back at you and beginning to wake up again. Times Square. Yeah. And but the crime's waking up, too. So, hey, but me, I'm headed for the coast, not the West Coast. I'm headed for the other coast, the Atlantic Coast. I'm headed for the beach, Florida. Yeah, the C.L. Bryant show is relocating there and uh, all up and down the Treasure Coast, the Gold Coast, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we will be uh, having our way. My friend uh, and a friend of the show is on with me. She is a politician. Well, now I won't say politician. She's a statesperson. She's a stateswoman. Extraordinaire. I'm thank God that she's not a politician, one of those dreaded politicians, but she is a stateswoman, a stateswoman. And, and so that's what we need is people who understand grassroots. Help me welcome back to the show. Aja Smith. How are you, friend? I am wonderful because the Bucks won the Super Bowl and Tom Brady seven Super Bowls. <laughs> look, out, look out! Look out! I got to tell you, you know, I was saying all the while, all the while that hey, in order to wear the crown, you got to beat the king. Well, the king lives on. The Long king, live the king did it. Yes, he did. Seven Super Bowls at forty-three years old. I said that's that's awesome. And and you know, Aja, uh, even though I know I'm I'm older than you are. 
Uh, but that gives guys, <laughs> that gives people like me incredible hope because uh, I feel great. Uh, people say I look great. And I look at Tom. Tom is exactly the way I was feeling it back when I was 43. And I hope I continue to feel this way on until I'm 103, uh, whatever it is. But oh, I'm glad that. God will uh, bless you. God will <laughs> bless you. Well, tell us what's going on out there in California. What are we making about what, what, what kind of. Uh, uh, looniness is happening out there and how does that transpire to what you're seeing with blm marching in the streets of um uh, washington dc talking about burning burning it down what does gavin newsom have a clue talk to us well right now we are we are really gaining a lot of signatures to recall the gavin newsom we're at 1.1.4 million signatures and we are growing to get rid of Nancy Pelosi's nephew because everybody is so sick of Gavin Newsom here. And it's great that a lot of people across the aisle, they're seeing, they're waking up, and they say, yes, we need to get rid of him. So that momentum is going. As my scene has always been, as California goes, the rest of the nation follows. So hopefully, we're going to stay to, our, to the glory days. But when... I saw BLM and Antifa, I said, wait a minute. So nobody's going to talk about them. There's hardly any news coverage versus what happened January 6th. They labeled everybody a terrorist out there, put people on no-fly list. But you literally have Antifa and BLM out in the street saying, let's burn it down. So, you know, the rules, you know, you know, the rules of this is, is really absurd to watch. It's the hypocrisy that really gets me, and that's where the American people really need to say, okay, enough is enough. Absolutely. And does your California congressman, uh, Maxine Waters, need to shoulder some responsibility herself for inciting violence against those of us who dare sit in a restaurant and somehow might be wearing some type of Trump paraphernalia? Uh, what, what What's happening here? Are we living in some type of alternate universe where now you and I, are targets uh, of, of people who don't like our politics? Talk to us, Aja. Oh, yes. I mean, you know, Maxine Waters, Adam Schiff, Mark Takano, Karen Bass, um, all of them, Rashida Tlaib, they all need to be under investigation because they have enticed, you know, incited violence throughout the Trump administration, and nothing happened to them. I mean, you had AOC lying about that she was a target, and she was in a building that was so far away, and she made up this big old story. I swear, she needs a mental health evaluation. And so it's really living in idiocracy. We live in a banana republic. And that's where a lot of people, I even tell my moderate Dem friends and my independent friends, you have to really start asking yourself, do you really support these representatives? You have to say, where does the buck stop? You have Maxine Waters telling the group in a crowd saying you have to target people and beat them and, and, and get rid of them. And But she's not held accountable. It should go both ways. You know, now, I'm not condoning or having a full opinion on January 6th, but at the same time, I'm looking at Antifa going down the street at BLM, and they are literally harassing people, talking about they're going to burn the Capitol down. Where is the FBI? Where is the Biden administration? Where is Kamala Harris? And what are those soldiers uh, there for, if in fact not to uh, put that type of unrest down? Let me ask you this. 
Aja, both of us are, are just are, are Christians, uh, followers of Christ, and and uh, unashamedly, unabashedly that. But this is the question that I, I want to ask you. Uh, now, what's it going to take? What type of pain are we going to have to suffer? Even Not that we're not suffering it now. He shuts down that pipeline. Uh, immediately 11,000-plus jobs go away. What's it going oh, to gonna take? It's going to be more jobs. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be 40,000. It, it's going to have to take... We're going to have to revert back to 1776, and I'm not, and we're going to have to get people to really fully understand that what this administration is going to do is we're going to all end up homeless. You see how L.A. looks? We're all going to end up like that. We're all going to be sleeping in tents. We're going to be in the gulags. We're going to be like Nazi Germany and even Eastern Europe, where I call Antifa the Bolsheviks. And it's a mixture of everything. And people are going to have to really wake up and understand that these, the goal of the opposition is to get rid of our constitutional republic. Forget about all this checkers. You have to play chess. And we have to start sticking together as Christians first because our country was founded on godly principles. And, yes, we do pray, but we have to take action. We have to get out there and get involved in the communities and start talking to people about the higher taxes, our rights are being taken away, our freedom of speech is being taken away, um, our Second Amendment is going to be taken away because everybody was so complacent on voting and and saying that, well, our vote doesn't count, but your vote does count. We're going to have to really take this to a higher level of getting engaged in our own local communities and start saying we need to vote these people out. And not only on the federal level, but also on the state and local level, especially here in California. Amen, amen to that. And folks, let me tell you, Scripture tells us that men, Jesus said, men ought to always pray, but the rest of that is not, and not faint. There are too many of us, especially ministers, who are fainting out there. And this is not a fa- battle now yes. for the faint of heart. Uh, this is a, a battle to separate cowards from from those who have courage and it's time for us to march mm-hmm. forward uh, uh together you know aja I, I saw this article in the uh, los angeles times that uh, asked the question what are we going to do about the trumpite next door which indicates that there's something that should be done about us if we are supporters or had been supporters of Trump. And this was written because a person happened to have cleared the snow. This was not in in L.A., of course, off of her lawn, uh, off of her driveway. It was it was an act of kindness that this Trumpite did. What where are we going when that type of thing takes hold to a mentality? You, You know, history repeats. And I always tell people, especially Republicans, you have to reread history. You have to know we have to be 20 steps ahead of our, our opposition. And we, we really need to start taking everything seriously. If you have a Democrat representative, I suggest you start having meetings. The churches need to have start meetings. Um, and it, it's to a point where it is scary because we're all being targeted. They, they can find through our social media because of the big tech giant here in California. We saw, we, we see how Facebook and Twitter 
and how they even shut down parlors. They have all of our information, and they can leak it at any given time. We have to really stay, stand, and fight where we are at and really band together and say enough is enough. We don't live in a communist, which that's their goal, a communist society. People from communist countries come over here for freedom. And we have to even educate them. I think it was the rapper Pitbull. I saw a, a short interview with him online somewhere where he you know, talked about how the Cubans fled um, communist Cuba. And he said, people need to wake up. Yeah. People are leaving communist countries to come over here, but they're getting stuck in that vacuum that, oh, well, the Republicans and the Trump people, they're the communists, they're the fascists, they're the racists. But it's like, wait a minute. No, you're promoting fascism and, and, and communism. That's where we escape from. Aja, tell, where, tell, tell everybody how to get a hold of you. I'm, I'm running up against the clock, no. but tell people how to get okay. a hold of you. Got, uh, got one minute. Can, you can go to my website, Aja, A-J-A Smith, S-M-I-T-H, for congress.com. You can find me with the same um, name on Twitter and Facebook. I want to thank you so much for being on with me. Continue to fight the good fight, uh, Aja, as you have yes. been. I know you will because you are. And so uh, God bless and keep you. I hope to talk to you real God soon. God bless you, too. Bye now. I'm C.L. This is the C.L. Bryant Show. I was just on with Aja, Aja Smith. And um, it is indeed uh, an honor to talk to people like Derek Wilburn and Aja uh, here on the show because they are in the fight. Yeah, they're, they're in the fight. They're not talking about getting in the fight. No, they're in the fight with you. And, of course, um, we have to be steadfast, unmovable, and always abounding in the work of uh, him who created us. And... Um, That is why the principles of the Judeo-Christian ethic, I believe, will remain, as Scripture says, um, steadfast, unmovable, and and, and always abounding. Because upon that rock of our faith, that he is the the Christ and the Son of the living God, we, we have our trust. And friends... I do not believe that there is no way the gates of hell will prevail against that. That's not me. That's not C.L. talking. That's not even Cleon talking. That's the word of God. And so we don't want to be a nation that's gone under. Do we? Of course not. So we better remember that we're a nation that was established under God. And I want to thank him for bringing us to the close of yet another day. And I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, I'm CL and may God richly bless and keep you all. Mm -hmm.